What is up, guys? Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets. My mission is to bring you guys inspiration, motivation, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And today, I kind of feel like I, I didn't even really know how to write any notes down for today's topic because it's something that really hits home for me. And likely will be a little bit more of a personal story today, um, but definitely wanted to be able to just break down some things for you guys because I... Um, Obviously, a lot of you guys also follow CrossFit, and I know that most of you guys have seen that completely different tangent, but it seems like the CrossFit athletes are dropping like flies this year. Like, I feel like every time I look at social media, somebody else is dropping out from an injury or from some reason, and I'm sitting out this year. And so, you know, when I read Haley Adams' post, I couldn't help but feel personally connected to this myself um, as somebody who has dealt with an eating disorder in the past and... I'm going to talk a little bit more about that uh, today's episode, but more so wanted to just shed some light on some of the things that people don't really understand that is at the root cause of an eating disorder, along with the social pressures and things that might also lead somebody into an eating disorder. And, and even though somebody might look like they're super healthy and that they have everything going for them, it doesn't mean that they're so healthy inside. So um, and there's a lot of things that people don't understand about that. And I, and I really do feel very closely connected to that post and, and want to share that because I know that there's a lot of people out there that often question themselves and, and wonder like, man, am I like literally like walking down this path of like literally living, I like to call eating disorder life kind of like living in a prison. Like you really are living in a prison. You're like a prisoner to yourself, your own thoughts. And, and I want to really go into that today. And it's, and this may not interest you. It may interest you. I don't know. I know Kenneth, you just said you're excited for this topic. Um, and I'm going to try not to get too sciencey on it and or not sciencey, but like more into the mental health stuff. But, but I really want people to understand that eating disorders are not just this I want to be skinny or I'm afraid of getting fat. There's a lot more to living with an eating disorder that people really don't understand. And it's why it's so hard for people to let go of them. So um, I'm going to start by talking about Haley Adams uh, because, um, and I actually was going to put her on the, the thumbnail and I couldn't do it because I'm like, you know what? That girl did something so brave and I don't want people clicking on my thing. I don't want to use her as a way to get more clicks on my thing. I know that that's clickbait, but I didn't want to do that to her because her opening up like she did is so scary, so vulnerable. And I can only imagine how much fear she felt about judgment. Um, but I do want to really talk about this because it really did light a fire under my ass to talk about it. So her post um, yesterday said, um, let me just go to the top of it. Started across it when I was 14 years old. It's been my everything for a very long time. Along that road of chasing a dream so hard, I slowly began to lose myself. With the immense pressure I felt, it started to affect me in negative ways. I no longer enjoyed the process. I became so hard on myself, what I looked like, and began placing all of my self-worth into what placement I got on the leaderboard. I've battled with an eating disorder and have struggled with my mental health ever since. I've suffered in silence and because of the pressure to make everything seem okay, I keep a smile on my face. It's been a hard few years when every single day is a battle, but now it's time for, to put me first. I will be stepping away from competition season and as sad and difficult as it is to make that decision, I'm equally excited to find who Haley is again. I will be using this time to work on myself as some as much mentally and physically so that I'm no longer holding myself back. 
This isn't just a new chapter. It's a new book. The 2024 comeback is going to be big. Thank you to everyone who has been my, by my side every, st every step of the way. And for those of you who continue to support me, if you are struggling, know that the most courageous thing you can ever do is ask for help. And I am crying right now because this girl, I can, I, I know firsthand the pain she feels <laughs> and and I'm also very tired today and I did not expect to get upset about this and I'm going to try and keep my shit together. But um, what everything she said is so unbelievably, it just, you don't know what it feels like until you've been in that place. And all I'm, all I'm thinking about is how many people look at her smiling on that podium or watching her, you know, post about her grinding it out in the gym and it's just looking like she's just so disciplined and focused and deep inside they don't know how bad she hurts they don't know the the fight every single morning when she wakes up it's not just as simple as just eat some more oatmeal or just have a cookie or go eat a cheeseburger that's not the problem and and by the way we don't even know what type of eating disorder Haley is dealing with it because there's multiple sides of eating disorders. But what I want to start with is talking about this, this first part of this is along that road of chasing a dream so hard, I slowly began to lose myself with the immense pressure I felt. It started to affect me in negative ways. I no longer enjoyed the process. And I want to start by talking about the pressure, okay? Because whether you have an eating disorder, you don't, or you have these thoughts about yourself, okay? The pressure that people feel to be a certain way, to look a certain way, to perform a certain way can become something that drives them, but also that also sets them back, okay? So I'm gonna also talk to you guys a little bit about myself as well. Um, I struggled with anorexia for about six, six or seven years from the time I was about 19 until right before I found CrossFit. And it was a very dark time in my life. I got down to about 80 pounds. Um, I was barely eating and I've made a podcast episode on this whole topic myself, but I'm not gonna go into me too much. Um, and when I found CrossFit, just like her, it was it was that same thing. I, I found something that was like, I got this purpose and I wanna compete and yada, yada, yada. Um, but what I don't talk a lot about um, is a situation that happened to me in 2015, um, is I had also, you know, I'm going to talk about disordered eating versus eating disorder, by the way, but along finding CrossFit, I had kind of abandoned what I had known to be true about nutrition, you know, looking at calories, macros, food quality, all those things, and walked into a community where it was like, just eat paleo and no gluten, no dairy. And zone. And, and I slowly became, uh, more like disordered in that I was relying on this thought that I didn't have to worry about calories and I could eat as much as I wanted of these foods. So my anorexia, not that it turned into binge eating, but I kind of felt in the way I was like, Oh, I can eat as much as I want. And it was, it wasn't really an eating disorder, but it was definitely disordered in, in my eating patterns. And I put on weight. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was the pressure because in 2015, I decided that I was going to go team. It was the year that I, I helped, I helped, we qualified as a team for the CrossFit games. Um, and 
going into that season, um, and I don't want to get too much into the details because I don't want to place blame or anything like that. I had an immense pressure on me to be good enough for my teammates, whether that was self-imposed or driven from somebody else doesn't really matter. But I felt the need that I had to be good enough for them. And in that way, I became somebody who wanted to be leaner um, so that I could be fitter and in ability to control the things I couldn't control that season. Um, my first year where no longer my athletic career was about me. It was also about others. And I had to rely on others. I lost control and I did fall into a little bit of a spiral, but it's also why I became so passionate about what I teach is that, um, I don't want people to walk into that. So as I'm saying all this, um, it's, it's almost making me feel very vulnerable because I am a nutrition coach and you're like, well, you're a nutrition coach and you don't have your shit together. Well, I, I want to talk about this is like eating disorders and, you know, dieting or disordered eating aren't the same thing. Um, so when it comes to eating disorders, I think what most people think it is, is this like obsession with like, you want to be smaller, you want to be leaner, you want to be, you know, whatever it is. In reality, an eating disorder is is just like any other coping mechanism. It's a it's a way for people to distract themselves from something that they can't control. It's a way for them to cope with stress, emotions, um, avoid emotions. So, uh, oftentimes, you'll even find there's a lot of similarities in the programs related to eating disorders that are also related to things like alcoholism and uh, drug addiction because they're also very similar. Um, there's a, a lot of the similar pathways in the brain that are triggered by the habits and the behaviors. And it's very different than just, I want to look leaner, but the driving force behind them can look like a person is just trying to, um, you know, manipulate their body weight. And, and that was me in that year. I, I was trying to control, you know, the, the whole athletic season. You know, I, I was, I was so used to doing things on my terms and I wasn't anymore. And I was also so pressured to be good enough for everybody else. I wanted to be stronger. I wanted to be fitter. I wanted to be just as good as everybody. And that drove me down that dark path. And so I just think that there's something to be said about this pressure that people get put on them. And I just felt, like I said, I, I don't really have notes for today, guys, because this is going to go off in a couple of different places. And I know that um, I, I felt composed to, to share that with you guys today, because what she opened up with today was like, oh, I know that feeling. I know it firsthand. Um, but what really made me want to come on here is that I feel like what people don't understand is that that pressure is so hard to like deal with. And you might not be a top level athlete, but you get it in your daily life and you get it from social media and you get it from the expectations of how you're supposed to look and how you're supposed to, to perform in your day and, and all of these different things. And it all comes down to standards that are set by nobody else, but you, what standards do you have for yourself? What do you want to live your life like? And so, like I said, I know I'm going off on some tangents today. I already feel completely oh, in a place of like emotional stuff here. So the number one thing that I want to talk to you guys about is eating disorders in terms of what they are, what they are. So one, their coping mechanism. Let me get on track, Cheryl. Um, the pressure to perform a certain way, to act a certain way, to, you know, live your life a certain way. And, and this fear of like, if you don't do that, like, what are, 
what, what does that mean about you? That becomes your everything because it's how everybody knows you. It's how, it's how you've lived your life. It's how you've shaped your life. And if you let it go, what does that mean? It's scary. It's really, really scary. And it starts off in a healthy way. And it sounds to me like she kind of realized at some point it no longer was healthy. It became obsessive. It became where, you know, she could no longer stop the thoughts from eating her alive. And that's where you walk down this path of like, you're in this like vicious cycle of like, I just want to take a day and like, just clear my head. But every day is another day where you're like, nope, I'm just going to keep doing the exact same thing. Okay. So pressure is the number one thing. Control is the second one. Um, when you can't control other things, you're trying to find things to control and then distractions from emotions um, and feelings that they are living with or you're living with. And this is a big one. It's like when I was really deep in my anorexia, that was me. I was distracting myself from the pain I was feeling. And I was just numbing myself with just, you know, whatever I could do to, to absorb myself with food and exercise. Um, now, I want to start by talking a little bit about the difference between um, eating disorders and disordered eating, because I think it's very dif different than people think. But disordered eating is very, very, very common. Okay. Uh, eating disorders, not as common. Disordered eating, very, extremely common. In fact, I think in a room of 10 people, I would guess at least seven people have eating disorder or disordered eating patterns. And what I mean by this is unhealthy relationship with food, um, meaning uh, boredom eating, stress eating, um, not really listening to hunger or satiety cues, um, you know, all of those fad diets, like adhering to food rules, like no grains, no dairy, just for the sake of like controlling your weight. Um, and these are all disordered eating patterns they can actually lead to eating disorders, but they're not an eating disorder. Um, and the goal for these people really is to improve your relationship with food. And this is partly a big piece of why I do what I do. And it's hard whenever I have people that are dealing with these things, how much I want to help them, because I know that they're not living in the misery that I was living with in an eating disorder, but they're living pretty close to it. And they probably have a lot of those same thoughts and feelings. And I know it's miserable. And that part of what I teach is, is getting away from that. I think people think that macro tracking can be obsessive, but I think it all comes down to how you use it. I think people think that focusing on eating clean can be obsessive, but it all comes down to how you use it, everything in moderation. And I think that what I want people to get out of working with me is that they, they can live their life a little bit more flexibly um, because living your life by rules and standards is good, but only if you can also sometimes realize that like they don't always have to apply. You can have breaks from those things, you know? So um, the biggest difference between the eating disorders and disordered eating is going to be that, uh, when you have an eating disorder, it literally consumes your entire life. Uh, and this is likely where she was. It's probably why she was walking around with that half open smile. Um, because it's literally, you're completely obsessed with food. You're thinking about food all the time. You're thinking about when you're sitting, you're thinking about why are you sitting? You got to go burn calories. You're thinking about meal planning and, and your next meal. You're thinking about how your food's affecting you. You're thinking about everything always. It's affecting your sleep. It's affecting your productivity in life. It affects your relationships. It affects everything. You, you no longer live for you. You're living for this eating disorder. And when I was in treatment, they actually had us give it a name. It was almost like a separate entity. It was almost like it wasn't us. It was like a multiple personality. And we were kind of told to identify it that way because it wasn't really our logical thinking. It was definitely more of a, uh, a second personality that we were like following or abiding by. And it's, it's just 
people just assume that it's just this focus on being skinny. Um, in reality, eating disorders are a mental condition. And what Haley was experiencing was likely depression and anxiety about performance, about living up to other people's standards, about living up to her own standards, about wanting to be the best. And all of that stuff probably just spiraled her. And I'm assuming things, right? I'm not Haley Adams going by my own experiences. And like I said, really feeling connected to this post. I know that's what I felt. I felt like I, I was disconnected from myself. Um, and I had all of these things that I, I really wanted and, and didn't even realize it was happening. It, it just happened so subtly. Um, I think the second piece about this that I want to talk about, and, and I don't want to call it body dysmorphia because I think body dysmorphia is more of like a overly focused, um, you know, on, you know, your body in terms of like, you're looking in the mirror all the time um, and like checking yourself. But I think more so just like a disassociation of, of how we actually look versus how other people see us is very, is how we think we look versus how other people see us is, is very common as well. So, um, you know, you might walk around and other people are like, well, you're super lean. And you're like, I'm not that lean. Like I could definitely not, I'm not that lean. Like that happens a lot in my own life. So I always, I know that I have a little bit of disconnect from how I actually look. And that's why I'm sharing this, not from Haley, but from my perspective is, is that what I deal with is a little bit of that. And, and I, and I will say this is when it comes to eating disorders and why I'm going to say this is you don't ever get rid of it. It's not like you, you have an eating disorder and then like suddenly you don't. It, it's always going to be there. Like even if you struggle with depression and anxiety, it's not like you had depression and anxiety and then you all of a sudden don't have it again. You are always going to have that in the back of your head. What changes is your behaviors and how you react to it and how you understand those thoughts. And I would like to say that I'm very proud of myself that I've done a lot of work to um, work on my mental health. And I'm very proud of Haley Adams for taking this year to do so, uh, cause I know it's not easy. And, but it's also why I still have a nutrition coach because I know that I need that person to kind of keep me accountable. Um, it's very easy for me to fall back into old patterns. Um, but you know, it just definitely, um, I want people to understand a little bit more about what she's going through from a perspective of somebody who has been there. Um, and relating it to you guys as well is that, you know, I don't want people to think that it's not. So it's funny because I, most of my clientele are looking to lose body fat. And so their goal is fat loss. So they're going to be focusing on fat loss. That's okay. Okay. Like that's not in a disordered thought. You cleaning up your diet, tracking your calories and macros is not a negative thing for your mental health. However, if it becomes where you no longer are going out with your friends because you're like, I can't eat out, um, or you're, you know, so obsessed with your nutrition, and your training that you're no longer enjoying yourself, then it can go a little bit, a little bit off. And, and this is where it's kind of like going off on a tangent, but like with CrossFit athletes, it's hard because the dedication you need to be at the top level of the sport does require a lot of structure and a lot of, you know, Matt Frazier talks about how, how many things he missed in his own life. Did he have a disordered eating pattern? Who knows, you know, but when you're driven to do something, you know, like you give it a hundred percent. So it's really hard to just differentiate, um, you know, giving that 100% into a goal versus like, I'm obsessed with this and it's now negatively impacting my life. So, um, and I think that's the main thing is that when you're, you know, doing things is like asking yourself, is this making me a happier person or is it making me miserable? And 
that's the the big trick I think for what Haley had opened up about is that it was no longer serving her in a positive way. And I understand and relate to that 100%. And I know that that's really hard. So I know this is like a lot of just chitter chatter because it definitely is hitting home for me. And I'm just going to go over to the, uh, that doing dang hate that I'm going to miss live. No worries, Corey. Um, I do think Corey, I do think that she will definitely come back stronger. I think that kind of body dysmorphia happens a lot with CrossFit talk. So this is so true. And this is part of my episode topic today is I honestly think that I love CrossFit and I do, but one of the things that really drove me to want to lose weight when I was back into this video was like, I hated the fact that everybody else had abs and I didn't, and I wanted abs. And I was like, this sucks. Now that wasn't a disordered eating pattern, but because of what was going on that year, I easily transferred it into that. But there is a lot of focus on how we look. And, and like I said, that's okay if it doesn't become obsession, you know? So um, that's the main thing. So, but I, I really just, I'm very unbelievably proud of Haley Adams and I really do want her to, you know, be the best she can this year in her life um, because I know what it feels like to be completely disconnected from yourself. So going into some stuff for you guys now, um, as I've just talked a little bit about me and this eating disorder thing and gotten off on like 5 million tangents, because like I said, this is a topic that I felt like I just wanted to rant about, like no real structure, just needed to talk about it, um, is I want to share some things that you guys can be doing in your day to make sure that what you're doing is aligning with the person you want to be. And that's why I'm always focused on, even with my clients, you got to enjoy the journey. It's not about strict structure. It's not about, you know, never being able to take time off from your, your diet, quote unquote. It's about living your life is you have to enjoy the process and you have to realize that if you are not allowing yourself the flexibility to enjoy yourself, it's not worth it. And often with my clients who are, you know, maybe they've lost 20 pounds and they're like chasing the last two or three pounds. I'm like, it's not worth it because I start to look at the changes in their the way they're showing up with their check-ins with me. And I'm like, mm, not worth it. You are happy where you're at and getting any leaner is not going to make you any happier. Um, and so it comes to finding that place of like, where you're like, you know what? I feel really good where I'm at. I'm not super shredded, but I can maintain this and be happy. And that's okay. I mean, being super shredded doesn't make you super happy. doesn't make you super healthy either. And it's not going to change your relationships. It won't. I think a lot of people think that all of a sudden, if you lose weight or you do X, Y, Z, that suddenly everything in your life is going to turn around and change. Nope. Life doesn't change. It stays exactly the same. The only thing that changes is you might feel a little bit better about yourself. So you might show up a little bit better in life. So, um, that's the main thing. So I want you guys to recognize that the path you're on, it needs to be enjoyable. And the end goal should be to keep walking that path. And that's why a sustainable method is always going to be better for you. And like I said, I know I primarily work with fat loss clients and, and that's cool. Like I'm fine with that. I, I have some performance clients. I have some health, but most of them are like, I'm trying to troubleshoot weight loss or I'm trying to troubleshoot, you know, I, I don't know how to do X, Y, Z. But I also know that a big piece of that is that these people come from a lot of restrictive behaviors and a lot of backgrounds where they have been restricting their diet, having some quote unquote disordered eating patterns. And I want them to realize that they don't have to live that way. It's why I'm super passionate about what I do. So um, this episode is kind of like a little bit of a rant, I know guys, but, uh, if you guys have anything you want to talk about in terms of maybe your own journey, maybe if this resonated with you, um, I would love to hear from you. 
I did put my email in the show notes because I would love to just chit chat about this. It's something that I said, I feel really, really passionate about um, talking about. Um, And I want to also remind you guys that eating disorders aren't just about eating less. I think that's the other thing that people think is like, oh, you're just starving yourself all the time. Not always the case. And disordered eating isn't always about eating less. Um, Something I didn't mention is like with CrossFit, I was talking to one of my friends about this is as an athlete, um, when you're training for six hours a day, um, you have to eat a shit ton of food. Like you're always eating and that can become disordered. Like you're literally eating all the time because you're just trying to get enough food in for recovery. And then it's like, you're no longer even in tune with your hunger and your satiety cues. Cause you're like, I'm just stuffing my face all the time. And I've been there as well. So like, it's just, it's, it's so crazy how the, it's just, it's, it's got me really like in deep thought today, like listening to Haley's, Haley's, uh, opening up about that anyways. So <sighs> sorry for the long rant today, guys, a little bit of a different episode. If this episode resonated with you, I know it has nothing to do with fat loss, but hopefully it helped you guys understand a little bit about eating disorders. Um, shoot me a message, shoot me a DM and I'll talk to you guys soon.